Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. You know, last year in the Super Bowl, there was lots of bets going on. Uh, a lot of people got nervous when Kansas City was down, even in the fourth quarter, but they pulled through for those Kansas City betters, and they're right back here in the opener this season. So for game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbooks experts. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new edition of the Believe in Clippers podcast. Jesse Cass and Alex Acker back with you here. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoy the show, as always, you can rate, review, and subscribe on Apple or find us wherever you get your podcasts. Alex, we're back and we are we're officially on the doorstep of the regular season. Preseason's over now and uh, we're, we're almost there. Next week, the season uh, is back. It's pretty hard to believe. It's pretty hard to believe for sure, man. I'm excited about it. Let's go, man. Uh, preseason went fast. Uh, this whole season came fast, which is awesome. And uh, getting back, getting down to business right now. Yeah, preseason, like you said, shortened just because of the nature of this offseason and how quick it's been. Just three games. Uh, Clippers did not look great in those games. We'll get into that in a minute. Um, you know, 0-3 in the preseason. They didn't, you know, Marcus Morris didn't play in the preseason. Some guys sat out. Obviously, the minutes were, were pretty limited for the, for the starters. So I figured we will talk about it now, but I wanted to... To bring back the segment we we did a couple weeks ago, called Right or Wrong, to shout out Alex Acker and Act Right, the, the the Twitter handle and the face in the Instagram account. So, uh, Alex, you, you ready for another edition of Right or Wrong? Let's go. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So as as we said, preseason 0 and three, right or wrong, Clippers should be worried about that 0 and three performance in the preseason leading into the regular season. Man, no, Clippers should not be ready, uh, be worried at all. I think their nucleus is completely fine. Um, we got a big guy that hasn't been even, you know, touching the waters as far as getting in the game, Ibaka. And uh, I see a lot of great potential things that's coming from the bench and the new guys that's coming in. So definitely not worried at all. Yeah, it was interesting. I had to look back at last year's preseason just to kind of get some context. And, and of course, last year's a little different. You know, Paul George, you know, was hurt. Kawhi Leonard was kind of nursing his injuries back to health, and um, you know they played more preseason games five than they did this year three. But uh, you know their only wins last preseason were against two teams that weren't NBA teams, and they were zero and three against NBA opponents. Then of course, you know came back and had a great regular season and were the number two seed. So I think, like you're saying, you would like to see them play a little better. But at the end of the day, it's preseason. As you said the minutes, the rotations, and I think you throw in the extra caveat of couple new guys and 
completely new offensive and defensive system with a new head coach. So I think going through some of those wrinkles and ironing it out during the preseason is to be expected. For sure. Definitely true. Yeah, and, and we said, as I said, Marcus Morris hasn't played yet. He's by no means, you know, the end-all, be-all, but he is a starting player. He's important for them. So I think getting him back in the lineup just adds to the depth that, you know, goes down the line. For sure. It has, it has value to it. It has a lot of weight for for the team. Um, these guys are, are, you know, highly pros, you know what I mean? So they're not worried about it. And I think the coach and staff is not worried about it as well too um i see them throwing in a lot of great things as far as the offense and isolations for guys that getting close to the bass posting ups yeah i'm i'm you're dead on with it you know the coaching staff is just trying new things for these guys to see what works for them best yeah and one of the big stories from from free agency or from the off season and technically free agency which happened last week we haven't had a chance to cover it yet paul george signed you know that four-year extension uh, max extension with the Clippers, so he's locked in till till twenty twenty five. Right, right or wrong, the move from the Clippers to to give Paul George the max and give him that extension. Yeah, I think it's I think it's right. You got to go for a guy like this. You know what I mean? He is definitely committed and he's focused on one thing, and that's winning a championship. You know, um, this is his first time uh, being with the club, and uh, you know he he has a story as far as. You know, telling promises and that he doesn't keep. You know what I mean for other teams and saying he's committed, and then he dips and he leaves. You know, I think he's really locked in and uh, and you know, quicksand and, and cement. You know, with his feet planted in L.A. and wants to win and bring it home for the Clippers. You know, so that's a great move for the organization, and I think it's a even greater move for Paul George to be comfortable and planning his environment for sure. Yeah, and this is something that I had a chance to talk talk about with the Kamenetsky brothers who host the Land of Lakers podcast. If, if you haven't heard that, go check that out here on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, but the same topic, basically, for two reasons. For the Clippers, we know they gave up so much to get Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Of course, Shea Gildas-Alexander, five first-round picks. Uh, you know, just that haul alone makes you think you have to keep this guy. And then the second thing is, for all the struggles he had in the playoffs last year, he still... You know, top twenty, top fifteen, top ten guy when he's right, and True. and you keep that talent as you said. If it for whatever reason, if it doesn't end up working continually down the line, then you have that piece and that asset to to trade for something else. But you know, the Clippers are over the cap; they can't spend this money on another player of that caliber. So to lock him up long term, I think is the right move. For sure, it is. Yep. All right. So on that note, on the Paul George note, we'll go to our next right or wrong question. Uh, we heard PG, as you said, talking about, you know, he didn't play as well as he wanted to last year, especially in the playoffs, that he's going to get back to his form from two years ago where he was, you know, near the top of the league in the MVP conversation. Right or wrong, Paul George has a much better season and is in that conversation again this year uh, compared to last year. Yeah, I think it's open. It's open range for for anybody of that caliber um, level that Paul George is at, you know, um, it's not set in stone for anybody right now is this MVP candidate and it's up for grabs. You know, if Paul George is set on that target then so be it as an individual, you know, you always have to have individual goals set aside as well as team goals, you know, so he's willing to reach that goal all, all for it. You know what I mean? But they need that Paul George, um, that looks at that level, back then, you know what I mean, to step up and, and carry this team and moving forward. You know, they need a serious leader 
out of this organization, you know, that's on the floor, a general. Yeah, no question. And I think that's something that, you know, everyone has been looking toward, especially after the, the playoff collapse last year is, you know, who is the, the official leader? We know Kawhi Leonard is the best player, but who is one of the leaders on this team? It seems like Kawhi's taking that role a little more, but at the same time, George doing that. And I think, you know, whether it's MVP conversation or not, the team just needs him to be at, at his absolute best to have a chance to win. And I think, you know, hopefully that's the case. I think he will be better this year. And, you know, not to give him a pass for the playoffs, I think, you know, there were definitely moments where he really struggled and needs to be a lot better. But again, if, if the, you know, the Clippers close out one of those three Denver games outside of Game 7, Paul George was was really good in Games 5 and 6 in most of that series, but that's, you know, now forgotten because of the the clunker that he had in Game 7 and, you know, the struggles in the Dallas series. But, um, you know, it was still there for good stretches. You just have to make it more consistent. For sure, yeah. No, I think I think that's true, too. Um, even though they, they lost in the, the situation that they were in, um, there, there are teams, you know, Denver is looking behind their shoulder at the Clippers and seeing what they're doing, you know what I mean? It's not a sleeper team where they're just going to walk in and just take advantage of these guys, you know. These guys are somebody as a caliber as far as winning a championship, and they're well-respected, you know. So no matter what, they have the key pieces. They have every single thing as far as the nucleus, and there is no more freaking excuses man (laughs) (laughs) i think that's something we can all agree on no more excuses for sure this is a team that as we said the expectations are there and they're going to continue to be there but they just got to put it together and you know for all the talk about the regular season and this team in particular probably needs to take the regular season more seriously than they did a year ago but at the same time it only matters for this team uh what they do in the playoffs because we know that's where all the expectations are yeah, for sure. I, th- I know for a fact they're going to get to the playoffs. Everybody knows that. So they can't have their head bent and, and out of shape for a preseason game and have expectations right now. You know what I mean? There's no championship in a preseason game uh, <laughs> <laughs> at all, you know. Uh, just getting comfortable and getting the feel of uh, the team camaraderie uh, within and making sure everybody's accountable for and, and growing every single day. I think the biggest thing right now is just the practices that are more serious, if I recall, uh, back when I was playing during preseason, making sure everybody's engaged and locked in towards getting towards that target and everybody's committed towards it, you know what I mean? And, and right now it's the perfect time for it, for sure. It starts in practice. Yeah, no question about it. So as we move forward to our next right or wrong uh, it's one we saw in the last preseason game. Again, you know, some guys didn't play. Minutes were a little altered. But uh, we got a good look for one of the first times at uh, Fee Cavangeli, the first-round pick from a year ago. Uh, big man, young player, shot blocker, three-point shooter. He looked really good in that game. Uh, right or wrong that he will crack the rotation at all this year, or do you think it's still maybe a year away? Uh, man, it depends. It's still a long season of... of a lot of things, of uncertainty. Um, but who knows, man? We've seen a lot happen last year as far as the Clippers and, and Zubac had his time to shine and stuff like that. They also started him the last game. Um, so you never know what the coaching staff will be uh, throwing in some wrinkles and stuff like that, you know? So I think he's, he just got to be ready for his time. And he's been doing an amazing job up to this point. Yeah, I think, I think as you said, it's a long season, so it's hard to, to know for sure. I think he'll get some minutes as far as regular rotation minutes. Probably not yet, but I think he's under one of the perfect situations for 
Young player, obviously, first-round pick, so he's under contract, doesn't have to worry about that. But he's got great mentors that can help him develop specifically the skill set he has. You know, Sergi Baca is probably the perfect guy for him to model his game after. And then you got other big men who can help him out, like Zoo, uh, even, you know, fours on the floor like Marcus Morris. I think he's got a great, you know, toolkit to work from, and I think that he'll make an impact from game, you know, from time to time. Uh, but we'll probably see him a little more down the road. But I think he, I, I like what I see from him as far as a potential, you know, rotation player down the line for this team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has room to uh, to grow into his role for sure. So it's no rush at all. All right. So the next question is not specifically Clipper related, but it is NBA related. We had a tweet from from Mark Stein come through just a couple of hours ago, saying that the NBA, of course, beginning next week, will have seven of the 30 teams allowing at least some number of fans inside in a reduced capacity. Cleveland, Houston, Memphis, New Orleans, Orlando, Tampa, and Utah. Uh, right or wrong that the NBA will allow some fans in some arenas uh, when the season is starting? Man, these arenas are so big. I'm pretty sure they can allow a couple of fans to keep them at, at ease distance for sure, man. <laughs> these arenas are huge, so um, hopefully that 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 can't happen. Um, they've been doing an amazing job in the bubble with no, um, you know, no virus attacks or anybody getting symptoms inside. So um, whatever they do, I'm pretty sure they're going to take 110 percent caution and making sure everybody's safe and secure. Yeah, we know that obviously the uh, the vaccine has been rolling out. That's going to take a while before it's you know given out to everyone. So you know we're we're way, we're far down the line from that. But uh, you know it is concerning. Obviously, as you said, the NBA has done a great job thus far, and you would think that they'd continue to just keep things as safe as possible. Um, you know the numbers are obviously bad right now. It's indoor arenas, so uh, hopefully, like you said, it's as reduced as possible and everyone inside is you know required to wear masks but uh it'll be interesting obviously that's a, another wrinkle and and for those teams who do have however few but some fans uh that might be an edge for them compared to teams where you're playing in empty gyms any edge for for those couple of teams might uh, might help them out a little bit during this regular season yeah it will it will definitely all right so another story we had to cover and ask you about on, on right or wrong in this segment. Uh, we were talking a little bit before we recorded, but the uh, the Jerry West, I don't even know what to call it, tampering uh, Kawhi Leonard Gates, uh, basically uh, Jamal Wilkes, a uh, former teammate of Kawhi back when they were, when they were younger in high school, uh, claimed Jerry West said he would pay him $2 million to help get Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers and then did not pay him. Um, just anything about this story? Is it, is it a big story? Uh, do you believe it, right or wrong, on on the whole thing? I'm surprised that this story even got any 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 traction at all. Like, come on, man, two billion dollars. <laughs> that's wild, you know, for any, anybody to even think that somebody's going to pay them two million dollars without a contract or anything at all. Like, in the blue. Well, I'm just wild of of, of this even happening. Um, for sure, I know. Uh, Kawhi's not saying anything at all about this. Uh, probably not even not knowing anything about this at all. But it's just it's just funny as heck to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean Kawhi was asked about it after the game last night, and he just like you like you would expect, just say, you know, I have nothing to do with that. That you know <laughs> isn't isn't true. But um, 
you know, there was the voicemail from Jerry West, basically, again, he, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, you know, talk to whoever to try to get a leg up and be like, this is how we get Kawhi Leonard. But I, like you said, the, the fact that Jerry West would feel the need to pay anyone, especially that amount of money, uh, is pretty mind-boggling to me, no matter if he is reaching out to people for recruitment. Um, yeah, I just I just have a hard time believing that one. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I don't also, think he's going to be able to pay somebody two million dollars for a guy that's worth two hundred million dollars. You know what I mean? Like that—that that doesn't make any sense. If he wants to come to LA, he's going to come to LA. Yeah, he doesn't need somebody. And there's also, I know that tampering does exist in the NBA, and there are tampering yeah. rules. Uh, but it's so—it's so wishy-washy in how it's you know how they police this thing, where certain things you know slide under the board, and other things are you know they get actual charges for it. But you know. Obviously, Rich Paul is Anthony Davis's agent, but LeBron tampered with Anthony Davis and then made that trade happen. So, Man, but... <laughs> you know, that happens in the NBA every day. I'm not even blaming them or calling that out. I'm just saying everywhere tampering exists. Yeah. So I, I don't think this is much of a story. Yeah. I mean, as far as the U, U, uh, USA games, it's so much tampering that goes <laughs> on in there. <laughs> Let alone, come on, man. All the way when LeBron was... was uh, teammates with Dwayne Wade back then you know what I mean for sure they had their minds set up and doing something like this playing with Miami together so for sure it goes on and, and we saw it what was it all-star weekend two years ago now with Kyrie and Kevin Durant you know chopping it up and you know they were obviously saying hey maybe it'd be fun to play together and then sure. a couple months later they're they're signed to the same team in Brooklyn so this is a just kind of the nature of the NBA yeah, it's definitely sad. It's definitely that. It's like really like an AAU scenario, and um, it's like, hey, you want to play with me this year? Okay, cool, man. Let's go play. Like it's kind of <laughs> like that, you know. I got next type game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, whatever they did, it worked. Kawhi, of course, <laughs> is on <Definitely>. the Clippers. <laughs> um, that's a good segue to the next right or wrong. We know Paul George signed the extension. Uh, Kawhi isn't eligible to sign until after the season, but. Um, do you envision, or let's say right or wrong, Kawhi Leonard will re-sign with the Clippers, right or wrong? Mm. Well, for a fact, he he actually got Serge Ibaka, uh, speaking of tampering, he got him there. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't think he's going to get uh, his guy there and just dip on him and leave. So uh, that's a great uh, leverage to have for sure. But um, I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, especially just winning a championship with a, a team like Toronto that's never won and pretty much given the key to the city. Like, if you leave that situation, you know what I mean, to come home, I don't think you'll find any other place but home, um, your safe ha- haven for sure. So, no, I don't think he's going to leave. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that, you know, you look at all the factors, like you said, he both Paul George and Kawhi decided, you know, they wanted to play for the Clipper organization, but a big chunk of it was they wanted to play at home here in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after, you know, going through all that, like you said, both players, George forcing a trade, Leonard, of course, leaving a championship situation, uh, it would it would be hard to envision unless there's some other colossal flame out or something. And even then, uh, for, for Kawhi not to re-up and, you know, try to give this thing a go for a long time for pretty much a, a team which is his at this point. He's the guy and, you know, the Clippers yeah. are going to do whatever it takes to kind of cater around him. Yeah, yeah, I think so. All right, so as we we move forward, uh, so the regular season's here. So we've got 
The first three games, of course, are kind of must-see TV. Tuesday, we got, Clip- cool. we got Clippers-Lakers. Christmas Day, we've got Clippers-Nuggets. And then Clippers' first home game will be against the Dallas Mavericks on the ne- on the following Sunday. So uh, three tough games. Um, <laughs> Some huge games right yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, right or wrong that the Clippers, let's just say win two out of those three. We won't We won't even go three and out. Right or wrong that they'll take two out of those first three. Oh man, I would say I say they'll they'll win one. They'll be, they'll win one. I don't know if they're. I've seen the Laker game and the Denver Nuggets just now, and those guys look like they're already in playoff mode. You know, from that standpoint. Um, so I don't know, man. They got to really turn it up and uh, take it there. Uh, I think for the most part, they they. They gotta really just be able to to compete on all aspects on you know every quarter, um, and not take no days off as far as the quarter wise. So we'll see, man. We 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 got a championship caliber team, so you know it's, the balls in their court. They get the first dibs as far as with the Lakers, the championship team. So um, that's going to determine everything. But I I really think they're going to win one. I would say out of these two, I might be wrong. You know what I mean? Call me biased. I might be wrong, but what do you think? Yeah, no, I think they'll get they'll get one out of those. Well, there's obviously the three. I think they they have a good shot at two out of the three. But at the same time, it was just like as we said last year in the preseason, looked pretty jagged, pretty clunky, not great. And then they came out and beat the Lakers on opening night. So maybe it's the same type of thing. Uh, we know that this Lakers team looks like they're a little little bit stronger even than they were last year, especially at the start of the season. They will be. Um, but I think I think that you know that Denver game they'll have circled for obvious reasons, and you know the Dallas one should be fun. Uh, regardless, you know I'll, I'll say yeah that they'll win two out of those three. Um, but at the same time, obviously if they do struggle in the beginning of the season, as we've seen, the media is going to seem like the sky is falling. I would just preach to everyone out there just a little bit of patience and confidence that. Uh, sure. The first couple games of the season are not the end-all, be-all. It'd be nice to win those games, um, yeah. but just as if, you know, if they win them, it doesn't mean that they're going to be champions. If they lose them, it doesn't mean that they're going to be awful. So uh, just a yeah. little bit of level-headedness there for, for the opening of the season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, Alex. So uh, as we move forward here, what are you looking forward to most in the upcoming start of the season, at least for this Clippers team, what are you looking to see from them to that would give you confidence? And um, yeah, just what are you looking forward to most from this team to, to begin the year? Man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, no lie. I've kind of seen a little bit of glimpse in this last game that they played against the jazz. Uh, just, just the, the swag and the, and the meter from, you know, the guys that they, Maine has been playing awesome, you know, for a little time. Take that he has, which is dope, you know what I mean? And and you got Luca, who's been, you know, really poised, you know. It feels like he belongs on this team. It fits very well. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of great things. You know, we still haven't seen Serge Ibaka. Uh, I mean, so uh, from that standpoint, man, it's, it's just it's just an up and up. I think right now I'm just really, like, on a plane of – probably like every fan like more or less you just got to show me that you guys are w- really want to take this to another notch right now so i have no expectations so with that being said it's just like i'm really like locked in or whatever they're giving i'm i'm really engaged into it for sure but 
for the most part, man, every little thing that they got in is really valuable. Um, Batum actually rebounding, that gives me a great incentive that when Kawhi does come out, um, he might not, never come out, but when he does come out, you don't lose nothing on the defensive glass and offensive glass because you got somebody right there helping the bigs as well. So every little thing is playing a huge part right now. Um, they just got to carry it on and stay healthy. Yeah, I'm really curious to see um, how the defense looks in the regular season. We know they were, you know, not not the best in the preseason, but as we said, you wiped that away, and you know, on paper, this team should be even better than they were last year on defense, and they were still pretty good on defense for most of the year. But the additions of Serge Ibaka, uh, of course, having Zubats back there on the front line as well, really important. And as you said. Uh, we'll see who kind of gets those those other minutes around the the key guys, but Batum in that mix, maybe Terrence Mann with some of those minutes as well. Uh, but I think this team has more versatility than last year's, where they can have more defense on the floor and still be able to create offensively. So I'm looking forward to that. And like you said, I'm looking forward to seeing the new guys like Luke Kennard. I think uh, can be a a big factor for this team with his shooting and playmaking, and and Ibaka and like. You know, he can be a key, key piece for them. And, of course, the health of Marcus Morris, I think, is important because I think he's a big piece for the team as well. Yeah, yeah, those are key pieces. They brought Patterson back, too. He hasn't played yet as well. So it's going to be pretty awesome, you know, to see what they do. It's all on the coaches. I I, I really have to give, like, you know, 80% of the, the weight for the coaches um, to really put this this chemistry together for these guys so they can prevail at a high level, you know. Yeah, and that's another thing to look for, and you know, it goes hand in hand with the new schemes and offensive and defensive systems for seeing what the packages are for Ty Lue if he gets the players into their spots in different ways and has different yeah. schemes on both sides of the floor. I'm really excited to see that in action in regular season play and see if it you know makes a big difference for the Clippers and his in game and in you know future game adjustments. I think is is really key as well. Yep. Yep. All right, Alex, so we, we kind of danced around it, but before we go, uh, you said the first game of the season is Tuesday, Clippers-Lakers, where, of course, we're going to break that thing down with, we mentioned the Kamenetsky brothers uh, who are on the Believe Network and host the Lakers show. They'll be coming on this show to talk that awesome. one over the following day. Uh, but just to have it on record, what's your prediction for opening night? Uh, who wins, and uh, what's uh, what's the game look like? Oh, man. I'm going with the, oh man, I'm going with the Clippers. I'm gonna go with the Clippers. I, uh, <laughs> I'm a firm believer of it. Um, I think, I think for the most part, um, it's gonna come down to to X's and O's in this game for sure. And um, you know, better minds are gonna win. That's gonna be on the court. Uh, these guys got a vendetta because they never even got a chance to play these guys, uh, so they got a chip on their shoulders. So um, I hope that is the right edge. Uh, for the most part, but uh, I'm going to go with the Clippers. I'm optimistic on this one for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, of course the Lakers, they get the credit. They're, they're the champions. They brought in some new pieces as well, and and right now they are the better team. But I, I you know, I agree. I'm going to go with the Clippers in the opener. Uh, I think, you know, of course, we'll see across the season. They'll definitely have work to do to catch up to, to what the Lakers are now. But I think on opening night, that adrenaline, uh, the excitement, and, and you know, like you said, just kind of wanting to get that bad taste out of their mouth from last season. I, I see a, a strong opening effort and, and hopefully a win on on Tuesday night. Sure, 
and they stole our six man too. So we definitely <laughs> pissed about that. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a little extra edge from that one. We we saw it in the preseason with uh some some playful you know talking between the teams. Kawhi Leonard yeah. you know saying hell no on a Montrez jumper and Beverly clapping. You know that that's gonna be in in an extra gear on Tuesday. So just another layer to this thing that's gonna be uh, a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, so that that's gonna do it for this week's show. Thanks, of course, to Alex Acker, our our great co-host, holding it down in Italy. Uh, and as we said, Clippers are back in action on Tuesday, the opener against the Lakers, and then Christmas night against the Nuggets in Denver. So NBA's back. We got it covered with you here on the Bleed Podcast Network. You know you can follow us wherever you get your podcasts, and know that we'll be back next week with our show with the Kamenetsky brothers. So until then. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to you for listening. This is the Believe in Clippers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Clips. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.